Welcome to Real Live Sports. I'm your host, Kendall Lewis. Last night, the Lakers played the Trailblazers, and the Trailblazers won 100-93. Now, LeBron, in his first year in the West, in the playoffs, it's been very interesting so far. Do you remember a couple weeks ago when LeBron James came out and said how he was so proud of himself and how he was elated that he had won and got the and the Lakers had clinched the number one seed and how everyone said that he wouldn't be able to do it in the West. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but we never said that LeBron wouldn't be able to get the number one seed in the West. We said that he wouldn't be able to run through the playoffs like he did in the East. Literally obliterating people like the Raptors and the Nets, not having any issues and easing through the playoffs. Obviously we see that he can't do it with the same ease that he once did in the East. Now maybe that has to do with age, maybe that has to do with Anthony Davis only scoring seven points at the end of the half in the second half of the game. Regardless, LeBron James has a lot to prove. And it's and the playoffs in the West has been proving to him that it's not as easy as he thought it was going to be. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I still have the Lakers beating the, the Blazers in a seven-game series, but I have it going seven games in the first round. As LeBron said earlier in this series, before this series started, the Blazers are not a typical eight seed. However, LeBron has to show up and be typical LeBron in the playoffs in order to solidify what he said prior to the playoffs starting, that he was not going to be able to do what he said he was going to do in the playoffs against in the West. It's going to be very interesting to see. I can't wait. I have the the Lakers winning this in seven, and it's going to be fun, but Dame and CJ are coming, and they're going to be a problem. We already see that J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters have really not gotten much play playtime. Caruso hasn't made been able to make good shots, and with LeBron and AD not being the offensive juggernaut that they are supposed to be, this is going to be a very tough series for the for the Lakers. They don't match up well with Dame and CJ, and LeBron and and Anthony Davis are not playing as at the best of their ability. LeBron had a, had a really good game. He had he got his triple double, but without Anthony Davis being the best player on the floor, they are not going to be able to a beat the Clippers or b win the championship. Speaking of the Clippers, the Clippers played the Mavericks and they beat them one eighteen one ten. First of all, let me start by saying this: that technical. KP getting ejected was totally uncalled for. You have to let these guys play, especially with the way that they called it. That was a ticky-tack technical. I don't think that he deserved that at all. And the way that he did it, I don't. He wasn't. He didn't have real intent. So in order for the this playoffs to be and have the success that the that the NBA wants it to have, they have to go down and really reprimand the the the, officia- the officials because this officiating so far has been iffy. We have to realize that this is not the average playoff. This is not your average playoff season in the NBA championship. There's already an asterisk around what's going, what, what's going to happen with the championship. So these players are always already intense. They're in a confined area where people are not around to have that 
to have that space, to have that freedom. You'd already already are somewhat in somewhat of a somewhat of a prison to to some extent. So a lot of players have that built up animosity and build up, you know, stress that they have to let out. And I think in the games, these this, this officiating crew has to do a better job. With that being said, though, however, the Clippers did what they most likely do in most cases, and the and the Mavs do, did what they usually do. Majority of the games that they have played in their close games, the Mavs have lost each all of their close games, if not if not all of them. The Clippers, however, are a great late game team in the fourth quarter, especially their fourth quarter defense. In order for the Mavs to 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 really do something against the Clippers, they're going to have to get KP involved. Of course, I think KP does change it to some degree, but I don't think they win that game. I think KP has to be an integral part with Luka Doncic to play off of him. Obviously, Luka is the superstar and the head of the team, but with KP being the, the unicorn that he is, the spectacular talent that he is, he has to get off as well. He's a matchup problem for most bigs. He can take you off the dribble. He can shoot the three. He's an elite defender. So him with Luka are going to create and get a ring eventually. I'm going to go as far as to say this as far as as far as Luka. Luka Doncic is going to have a better career than James Harden when it's all said and done. He already puts up gaudy numbers in the offensive category just like James Harden. But he involves his teammates better and gets his teammates more aligned with him. That's why you get you get other pundits comparing him to LeBron James. He can score, rebound, assist. The thing that he has to work on the most is his three-point shot. He has to be a better shooter, but he already is an elite shooter as well. He once once Luca develops into the consistent shooter that he I foresee him to be, we will arguably going to put him as in top five of the league in the next two to three years. He's somewhat of a defensive liability, but he already acknowledges it and wants to work on his defense already. With that type of growth, his consistency, and the way that he plays already, you can already tell that Luca is going to be. A, a superstar and so with KP and Kristoff and KP and Luca it's going to be a tough series and it's going to be a, a growing series for these players but they're young and they have a lot of time this is Luca's second year in the league this is only the tip of the iceberg as for the Clippers they started off good ended they started off fast they had their rough moments within the in the middle of the in the middle of the game that chemistry uh issue showed up but regardless their in-game fourth quarter defense showed up as well at the end of the game Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both showed up defensively and offensively to finish and, and end the game as well for for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard they have to be a, a duo and a great tandem in order for them to be success but they they really rely on their role players as well Lou Williams is going to get a lot of a lot of uh, playing time and he's going to be an integral part of their success as well he is the he is the kuzma of their team whereas the lakers have kuzma and he is struggling already so we have to see how he's going to play he had a rough night last night but i think that he's going to redeem himself next play next game and he'll need to in order to beat these clippers regardless how tumultuous this this season has been 
This is going to be a very interesting playoffs and a very exciting one as well. From now, I'm going to give you all my playoff predictions for each team, for each side and each team and who I think will win the championship. So first we have LA versus Portland. I have Los Angeles beating Portland in seven games. Portland's a really good team. They match up well with Dame and CJ against the Lakers guards. But I think, of course, LeBron and AD's overall superstardom, overall greatness will surpass it and we'll be able to uh, move them forward past, past Portland. Houston versus Thunder. The Thunder have destroyed the Houston, I mean, the Houston destroyed thun the Thunder last night with an obliterating game, great game by James Harden. It was just a mismatch in every facet of the game. But I think the Thunder are going to come back. And I think they're going to also push this game this is to a seven-game series. Russell Westbrook will be back. And without Russell Westbrook, they put on a show. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I think Chris Paul, with his scrappiness, his leadership, is going to bring the Thunder back to a reality and put them back into a way to get this Houston to seven games. Plus, Chris Paul is a competitor. He's a, he's, he pushes and he fights to the last breath. So I think... Chris Paul is going to will this team to a seven-game series. And ultimately, Houston will take the belt. Then we have Denver versus Utah. Listen, Jonathan Mitchell is an elite player, and he's going to be a very, very good player down the line. He dropped 57 against Denver, and it was an, it was an incredible 57. But without any help, he's going to struggle against them and not be, and I don't think they will be enough with Denver's depth. They have Bull Bull, they have the Joker, they have Jamal Murray, they have so many weapons offensively. And my player, one of my favorite players, Michael Porter Jr., one of the great, one of the greatest, one, one of the greatest pickups and, and, and draft picks for the net, for the uh, Nuggets. I think they're going to, they really have a potential superstar in him. So I think they have too much web, too many weapons for for Utah, and I think they're going to get them out the way in six games. L.A. Clippers versus the Mavs. Look, we talked about the Mavs earlier, how they lose close games, and the and the Clippers capitalize on close games. And I think that the Lakers, I'm, I'm sorry, the Clippers are going to do the same with the Mavs like they did the other night. While KP was ejected, and I do think that was wrong. He will be back and he will be able to play. I think he will make slight difference. I have the Mavs uh, losing this Clippers in six. I do think, however, with KP coming back, they will be, um, you know, re 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 reinvented and reinvigorated and ready to play. I have them in six. Bucks versus Orlando. Surprise, not surprisingly enough, the Orlando Magic beat the Bucks in the first game back in the playoffs. I think the Bucks are struggling with their uh, second op option. Chris Middleton has to do better and play better in order for the Bucks to have a successful season and get to the, the finals. Giannis had 37, 10, and 11 in these in this in this game, while Chris Middleton had and Brook Lopez combined for seven points in the first half. That is just unacceptable, unacceptable, and not enough for this Bucks team to 
make it to the finals. And if they want to make it to the finals better than they did last year, then they're going to have to get a lot from their second option in, in Chris Middleton. Also, the other role players have to start stepping up. Eric Bledsoe have to be, has to be more consistent. He had a very quiet game as well. So I think I, we need to see a lot more from the role players, the others as Shaq would call them. And we need to see what they are capable of because they're, they're, that is the key to Giannis success and the Bucks success as well. Pacers versus Heat. Now this game right here is going to be fun, simply fun to watch on the scale to just simply watch Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren go back and forth. It's going to be interesting, but regardless, uh, the Heat were going to overcome the Pacers overall. I do, however, think it's going to go seven games. The Pacers are a really well-coached team. They have arguably the coach of the year. So I don't think that they're going to be some pushover team. TJ Warren certainly has a chip on his shoulder when it comes to Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy Butler and the Heat have the same chip. They are the same aggressive team, and they are, in my opinion, the better team. So they will ultimately etch it out. But I think they win this in seven. Toronto versus Nets. This is like the only sweep I have foreseen in this in this whole playoffs. The the Toronto most definitely might sweep them. The Nets really don't have many players. They're playing with scrap. They, Jim, Jamal Crawford got injured in the first game back, so I just think that the the Nets really don't have enough to do much with the with the Raptors simply because they are the defending chaps. They are still an elite players, and Piet and Siakam is no joke. So the Toronto Raptors will possibly, I, I will sweep the Nets. I have them sweeping the Nets. Boston versus Philly. Without Ben Simmons, this is really, the onus is really going to be on Joel Embiid. It's going to be required of him to literally be the focal point of the offense and be the carry this team throughout this playoff. Now, I don't think they have enough Joel Embiid. His injuries scare me. I don't know if he will be able to survive this playoffs, um, but with all the physicality that will be going on, the, the Boston Celtics are an elite team. They have depth, they have really good players. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and their leader right now, Jason Tatum. Kimba Walker is the veteran leader in the, in the group, but I think the, the star player, the head, the, the number one option right now, is Jason Tatum. He is the superstar and the future of that franchise. Kimball Walker is, is going to be required and is going to be a, a integral part of their success. But Jason Tatum is that guy. He is that guy for the, the Boston Celtics um, with Jalen Brown creeping up right after him as well. So it's a lot of, it's a, it's, they're so deep and they're, they have so many weapons. They're so young. I have Boston beating Philly in five. With the regular season over and the playoffs beginning, it's time for you me to now give you my regular season award winners. So, for the first most valuable MVP, I have Giannis as my MVP. I mean, let's just be honest. When you average 31 and 17, you lead the the best team in the East. Make your team have the better have a better record than you once had prior in the year before. I mean, what else can I say? If this was LeBron on a different team, if this was LeBron doing the same things with the same numbers, it would all be unanimous that he would be MVP. Giannis is my MVP. Rookie of the year, John Morant. 
I mean, what else can I say? John Moran has been explosive this year. He's really he's one of the best rookies in his class, and he's going to obviously be a superstar in this league one day. I, I definitely like the way John Moran plays, plays. He reminds me a lot of Russell Westbrook, but a better shooter. Um, simply put, a better shooter. And just that aggression and that um, head to the basket, the athleticism, Java Moran is going to be a problem for the year, for future come, and he's going to be a superstar. My defensive player of the year is Anthony Davis. He averages, I think, four blocks a game. One of the best defensive players of the year. Arguably, you could put Giannis here, but I'm not going to go there. We, but AD is all, is one of my defensive players of the year. When you play him, he is one of the hardest defenders on the court, and he is top five defender in the, in, the, in the league right now. Most improved player. Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham was uh, averaged four points and I believe two assists last year. Now he's at 18 points and three rebounds and seven assists. Devontae Graham has really, for the Charlotte Hornets, has really turned up this year and this season. He's really shown himself to be one of the better players of this of our of our league and has really grown in his in his time in the league. So I think he's going to be a really successful player. He's shown a lot, and now and that is my uh, most improved player. Sixth man of the year would would go to Lou Williams. I mean, honestly, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's between him uh, and Montreal Harrell, who's on the same team. But you know, six. Whenever Lou comes off the bench, you know he's going to drop at least twenty or thirty. He can easily go off for even more, fifty or sixty. He's that much of an offensive juggernaut and that much of an offensive weapon. When you have that type of uh, arsenal and all that type of weaponry coming off the bench, I mean, what else can I say? He's one of the greatest scorers, one of the best scorers in our league. And so that have six man, Lou Will. And last but not least, coach of the year is Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan is, is coach of the Pacers, leading this Pacers team without Victor Oladipo. They had, without Victor Oladipo, he's back now, but he was not playing, and they were still having to be one of the one of the harder teams in the East, having a really tough time to get through them. A very similar to the Heat, except they didn't have any type of Jimmy Butler on their team. They, their Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo was not was nowhere to be found. T.J. Warren has really shown us in the bubble that he is a legit competitor, but he, the Pacers, overall his greatness is due to Nate McMillan my coaching last but not least let's transition to some football alex smith is finally back with his washington Redskins and has been cleared to play alex smith has been going through an excruciating two three years of of 17 grueling leg surgeries and now he is finally able to play and i'm happy for him i truly am um for the redskins sake i hope they you know, let him be competition for Alex, I'm sorry, for Dwayne Haskins in the sense that they will give him opportunity to get pushed to make him a better player. But Dwayne Haskins is the future of this franchise. Dwayne Haskins needs to be in the starting lineup for the upcoming season. Of course, it has to be fair. He has to earn it, of course. But Dwayne Haskins, again, is the future of this franchise. Given the right coaching, given the right situation, we've seen already in the NFL how 
situation and coaching matters with the quarterback and how that plays out. Take Lamar Jackson, for instance. Him with his coach with the Ravens are the reason why they play with him. They play around his skill set. There's a reason why Mitchell Trubisky has been struggling. He does not, they are not playing to his that his to his skill set some some of it is that he is not that player but also it is who you're combined with russell wilson and pete carroll bill belichick and tom brady despite the issues they may have had it the coaching quarterback combination does matter so for ron rivera it is going to be imperative for him to apply that pressure on Dwayne Haskins while still being that guy knowing that he can be that guy for him and knowing that he has his that he has his back and his utmost um, favor when it comes to the team in the future because Dwayne Haskins has to have that confidence <laughs> you've already seen with Aaron Rodgers how things can go when the quarterback doesn't have the confidence in the organization you get pushed back you get you know, upset, confrontation, things of that nature. So while I'm not comparing Dwayne Haskins' talent to Aaron Rodgers, I am saying that there's going to be, it's imperative that they have a connection and a, <clears throat> and a vibe that they grow together as player and coach in order for them to be successful. The Redskins have a rare opportunity to literally obliterate the all of the dysfunction and the losing culture that has been permeating throughout the, the Redskins organization the last 10 years. In order for Redskins to be great, they have they have a, finally have a, an elite defense on paper. They have somewhat of a great offense on paper. They have a potential future quarterback in Dwayne Haskins on paper, franchise quarterback. In Dwayne Haskins, it is up to the coaches, it is up to players to execute. But with this team currently constructed, they have an opportunity to dismantle all the losing culture around them, and they have they have created and to change this whole view of the culture of the of the DMV and the Washington organization. And once they decide on a name, that will even more solidify. The greatness and the the competitive spirit of the Washington team. I think it's going to be a great season. I hope we have no issues. It's going to. I'm going to be. I'm excited to see Chase Young come out and play. I'm. I'm. He's going to be arguably one of the best defensive players we have, and he's arguably. I'm going to go out the limb. He's going to have an ex that exciting rookie season. He's going to be rookie of the year. So I have a lot of faith in the in. And Chase Young, and I would like, and I'd love to see the Redskins. It's going to be fun. You guys tune in this season for the NFL. It's going to be outstanding, and I can't wait. Thank you for listening to Real Live Sports. For more sports analysis and content, find follow us on Real Live Sports at on YouTube, Spotify, and Twitter, and the podcast app.